yeah. Welcome okay. to episode 22 Good Friends Podcast. GFPE22. As always, it's Jack Dale sitting here with uh, my good friend Rod Bastonmare. Hey, buddy. I'm in my underwear. Wow, me too. <laughs> Wait. I'm actually just turned on. It's about bedtime. I'm not turned on. Mm, me neither. <laughs> Let's <laughs> get that on. out of the way. Moving on really quick. <laughs> it is almost bedtime. It's almost 11, and I have felt sluggish all day. I literally Googled, is today the shortest day of You're the year? And it's an not. You're an idiot. If you, how do you just not know that the shortest day of the year is the winter solstice? <laughs> Today felt really short. Literally, it was Are 9 p.m. I looked at the clock and I was like, it feels like four. Was today the winter solstice? <laughs> I'm like sitting your mouth agape right now that you didn't know <laughs> just off the top of your head that the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. I mean, I'm sorry, I guess. I really felt like today was short. Do you disagree? It's not like they've been beating that into our heads since we were about, I don't know, 12. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I thought maybe it had a like a reboot, like a Hollywood mm. reboot, and that was in the Winter summer. Solstice Two. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did today feel sluggish for you at all? No, I had a great day. Same. Yeah, totally same. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm just gonna be really defensive this episode. I just was feeling off. My body was like, he he he. It's 9 p.m. from the minute it's two. <laughs> What do I do with that? Uh, so even when your body feels off, you, you, it still goes he, he, he. <laughs> the one constant is that my body, day or night, is like he, he, he as like a pre. Mm. Okay. And as a post. Sometimes it's like he, he, he. I've never been this sad. <laughs> he, he. God. God. I'm so Whoever sad. you eventually get to be your therapist is going to make a lot of money because <laughs> yeah, you got some stuff. Like, weren't you just in here yesterday? <laughs> he, he, he. I'm fucked up. He, he. He's like, he, oh, he, he. Okay. My sadness is eternal. He, he. <laughs> he, he. It's called a void for a reason. <laughs> he, he. Help me. He, he. Is my dad in jail? He's like, what? What was that last part? He, he. Breakthrough? He's like, um. Me too. But, Okay. We actually did get some good friends. We did. Oh, yes, we we totally did. This week. So, as you guys know, last week was... Oh, wait. Wait, are you you talking about... (laughs) Wait, which thing are you talking about? Because there's definitely... When it comes to questionable content that we receive, Uh, there's two different batches we have to go through. Well, I want you to talk about the first one, and I think we're on the J-A track, if you get my drift. The Jar R track? Yes. I actually don't know which one that is. Well, <laughs> J.A. Being short for Jane Alexander. Jane Alexander. Oh, my God. Yeah. For a minute, I thought it was Jennifer Aniston, and I was like, is this about Benifer? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. And she wasn't even the Jennifer in Benifer. Okay, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about um, the only person that floods our feed and box, which is a sweet little number I like to call Alexander, Janet. That's phone booth style or phone booth yeah. style. And I don't want her box anywhere near me. <laughs> her box has been around town. I don't need it anywhere near my person. Oh. You heard me. Uh, anyway, I don't know. We just we have to get a Janet Bash hour in, and this is this is the slot of time to This is sh- the slot to talk, talk about that box. Right. So yeah. let's talk about a therapy session. Let's unload. Right. Um, basically, Janet posts really stupid shit on <laughs> Facebook, and it pisses both of us off. That's it. I just said it. So, Janet, what do you want to do about it? I still have not heard anything back about the VR porn machine. So as of oh, now, that's yeah. just floating on our news feed with no potential know, for yeah. a hey, professional review. Janet, thanks for posting that. My grandma went out of her way to like it. So <laughs> Grandma Connie is in all in favor of us getting a VR twerking machine. I want to kill myself, but also more than anything, I want you, me, and Grandma Connie to test it out together. Oh, uh, no. Can you imagine? Ugh, yes. No, Wait, I can't. One of my actually. least favorite, like, <laughs> internet tropes is the videos of, like, old people uh, reacting no. to things for the first time. Whenever they have the videos of the old old grandmas watching, like, Two Girls, One Cup or whatever. Yes! I hate those. I'm like, these are human beings, and they're grossed out by women eating shit the same way I am. And they this don't has nothing any, to do with age. Right. And they don't have, like... They don't have to say no. They can't turn it off. It's a video. What do they yeah, know they don't know. It? They're like, this is disgusting. Is there a yeah. is there an off button on this thing? And the Why producers are, are like, you find it. <laughs> yeah. You find it, Grandma. And she's like, I don't know what these things do. Brings up the volume by accident. How do I turn it off? You can't. Right. It's so, really, really dark. 
So, Janet, thank you for forcing my grandmother into therapy at her in her <laughs> old age. Can we send someone also to teach her email so she can let us know what kind of therapy she prefers? <laughs> yeah, right. It's a good friend's fan. <laughs> I really do um, want to do a review of that product, mostly because I don't quite understand what it is. Um, so, Janet, I really want you to just, like, pursue that um, and not use our Facebook like a recycling bin for you to put whatever <laughs> hot trash yeah, you right. don't want on your own. You're right. I, know, I want content. Like, it, it feels like Janet just like posts stuff to Facebook as a way to like remind her to read it later. She like <laughs> reads the headlines, she'll post it, and then be like, oh, maybe I should actually go back and read it. Can you imagine using Facebook literally as your own like pocket or whatever those apps are, like your own Instapaper yeah. queue? No. Like, let no, me thanks. live. Although I keep telling her to start a newsletter. She should. She really should. If she's she listening, I'll keep saying it. Start a newsletter, you freak. She doesn't listen when she doesn't work, when she doesn't edit it. So Ugh, we honestly, can say so we can we, want, but we can say whatever we want. Yeah. So. Ugh, she literally does not listen. But I'll tell you who did listen. The listeners last week because they weighed in on the celebrity breakup bracket. Thanks, you guys. You guys, thank you so much. Um, we got a lot of feedback about it. Um, mostly angry. Um, people were <laughs> were absolutely livid that we spent an entire episode talking about wow. it. Or they were just mad that we left out a lot of their favorites, although I disagreed with a lot of them. What were the favorites that we left out? Honestly? Okay. Uh, many people said Diana and Charles should have been on the celebrity breakup bracket. I, I had made that point to you earlier. You had we made were, that point. When we were discussing it initially. I know. I feel like a fool. No, but you kind of talked me out of it. I know. I just don't know if it counts. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, it is. I was too young. I don't even remember it. They are celebrities in that a lot of people pay attention to them, but they, they're royalty, so it's like kind of prearranged. And, right. Does it even count? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it counts. Yeah, I don't think it counts. Although when it comes to galactic royalty, there's definitely one that counted because the winner <laughs> is officially for the best celebrity breakup of all time. Is Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, Zeno's very own. All hail Zeno. All hail Zeno. Didn't did see it. that one coming. <laughs> I mean, it is like the most entertaining one. I'll say that. It definitely has an element of government conspiracy, um, sci-fi thrills and chills, which I love. Um, and, like, and like crazy cults. Who yeah, cults. That? A woman on the run. <laughs> Um, cell phone burners, which is one of my favorite things in any story. Anyone that yeah, dumps so a cell phone in a story, I'm listening. Yeah, right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's an e- what, 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 what was the other one? J- uh, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears? No, the other one was Benifer. Ben- they were up against Benifer. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, come on. That's so dumb. Oh, I you had a- cannot believe but- this. <laughs> I oh, cannot man. believe this. Well, that had- is a super couple. <laughs> God, you're doing so much fun. How long were they? Ma- I'm surprised we didn't put up uh, Chris Humphries and Kim Kardashian. Actually, yeah, honestly, to be to be honest, in retrospect, now that you know we're doing a full moratorium, Kim Kardashian was hilariously absent from that entire endeavor. Yeah, and she was married to Chris Humphries for seventy days. Jeez, how did we not once consider that no, one? Whiffed on that one. I know. Almost maybe maybe it's better that we didn't, so that we don't taint the sanctity of marriage. By right. even considering it to be a worthwhile breakup. But there are crazier breakups, such as the execution of... <laughs> of right. Anne Boleyn. <laughs> of Anne Boleyn. Right. For not siring a male offspring for King Henry VIII. Right. Which is kind of the Chris Humphreys, Kim Kardashian of its time. That was really a trend-setting uh, first of its kind. Yeah. If Facebook was around, that would have definitely been on the trending side portion. Big shouts, Anne Boleyn. Big shouts, Anne Boleyn. She'd be a great guest on this podcast. She would. If she could time travel as a headless corpse. Yep. We, so, should, we should start interviewing corpses. And if you're out there in space somewhere, in a weird side planet, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. I don't know how it works, but I can almost guarantee that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like Anne Boleyn, you know, as we know, um, royalty is often shot out into space once they've been decapitated. So if you're listening as you orbit our planet. <laughs> well, I don't know. Space shot. ghost or something. Space ghost. I mean, Xenu. Zena yeah, would have go. taken taken her to heaven. What is the Scientology idea behind heaven? Is there one, or is it just that you're alive for a billion years? Uh, you're. I think eventually you become what, like, quote unquote, clear. But see, the whole point of the cult is that you never attain that level, so you just keep spending more and more and more and more. Ugh, it's honestly so. But I don't dark. know what happens. Yeah, I don't know what their 
afterlife is supposed to be. It's weird. Is that one of the first, is that one of the only quote unquote religions that does not emphasize the afterlife? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess like, I mean, that's like the end game for everything. So for everything, like everything, every religion that has a set of, a set of rules and morals that it wants you to follow is with the agreement that you'll get access to the afterlife. But does Scientology even offer you a way through those expensive ass gates? I don't no, know. No, and no, I don't, I don't know. But do you, I, I know Jews believe in uh, heaven, but I don't think they believe in hell. Um, hell is every day on earth when you're Jewish. <laughs> right, Janet? <laughs> right? <laughs> Goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Right, so hit us up. <laughs> hit us up. If you're Jewish, do you feel like you're in hell? No, right. but I feel like that's the entire, it's like Catholic guilt, Jewish guilt. All these things are hell on earth. Hell is other people. Oh, yeah. That's true. Hell is other people. Yeah, it truly is. You can say that again. <laughs> right, Janet? Right, Janet? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, does she consider hanging out with us hell? Unclear. <laughs> Literally going clear. It's about us trying to figure out if Janet hates us or not. She does not listen to this podcast. No. Um, it is but, what uh, it is. It is what it is, and she can burn in hell. And she can burn in because sweet hell. Yeah, right. Even if she's Jewish and doesn't believe in hell. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, the more important part of what we're talking about is the fact that Benifer lost. I cannot believe this. Tom I actually cannot won. believe this. I would just like to remind everyone that the celebrity portmanteau is a result of the Benifer relationship. There would be no Tom Cat without a Benifer. Police state. <laughs> yeah, this is a police state. Everyone who voted against Benifer is 100% a member of the police state. Right. Well, no, not me. You're a member of the police state. Anyone that sides with Tomcat is a member of the police state. But did you hear the uh, news that he might... There's, like, rumors that he's trying to, like, get out of Scientology. Did we talk about this last week? I think we, like, briefly touched on it, but didn't really talk about it. I think that that is insane, if that's true. Do you believe it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, if he has any kind of soul and I they're know. not letting him talk to his kids. It's like, come on, get out of here. What are you doing? You're so right. It's true. It's like... Yeah. It's almost one of those things where he's been, he to me has just like, since I've watched the documentary and even a little bit before that has just seemed so crazy that I just assumed he was devoid of any sort of like regular emotion or any sort of like paternal love. He seems like he's a, he's a weird acting robot. Yeah, he really does. He seems very robotic. Yeah. Something about Tom Cruise is very unsettling. The real question is, would his, would he go back to the A-list if he was to leave Scientology? Would it be so good for in the court of public opinion, that it would revive his career. What revive? What are you talking about? He's a huge star still. Mm, he's not the same. I mean, he's still, like, top-billing action star. You think so? I think so. No I mean, one saw Edge of Tomorrow. And no one saw... Mm, didn't he do some stupid, like, Jack Reacher yes, movie? Yes, Jack, literally Jack Reacher. Oh. Which, don't get me started on why I saw with my family. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Because nah. I have nothing to say, because none of us know. We yeah. left it, and we were in the parking lot, and we were like, how did we end up seeing Jack Reacher? Like, yeah, none of us could figure... It's like we all blacked out and got there together. We were embarrassed. <laughs> we got in the car, and we were like, nobody could remember who suggested it, but we were all complicit in it. It's we like were the all mad at each experiment. other. Wow, Yes. Um, so grim so, But I don't know I think his star would rise I think people would like him again In a way that I don't think They do right now yeah, Although absolutely. judging by All the votes for Tomcat It sounds like they do But just because uh, People hate Scientology so much They'd be like Yeah Good job Yeah Just like proud that you left Good job That's what everyone would say As they pass Tom Cruise On the street Yeah Good job, good job. Yeah Nice Good job mm-hmm. Apparently he lives in Boston yeah, right. And he's only hanging out With mechanics <laughs> Hey Tom Good job <laughs> Thomas C. <laughs> Thomas C. Is that a, is that when he's in Little Italy? Yeah, right. Thomas C. <laughs> Thomas C. No good the job. <laughs> oh my God, that's when he hangs out with Henry Winkler. Yes. Hey. Hey. As the Fonz. As the Fonz. Um, so anyway, good job everybody for. Good job, Tommy. Good job, Tom. Good job, Kate, for your divorce. Oh God, good job, Kate. That's the thing. As pissed as I am, the benefit loss. Katie definitely deserves this championship ring. Like, yeah, I can't absolutely. stress this enough. The burner phones. The burner phones, big deal. I want to get the burner phones tattooed on my back. 
the phrase burner phones? Or the... <laughs> yeah, the word, the words, the burner phones. Mm, okay. And yeah, every day when I wake up, I want to look it in the mirror and be like, and, and think of it sort of as like a motto that like if Tom, <laughs> if Katie could get up one day and be like, I need a bunch of burner phones to like <laughs> help me in Surrey. I can do whatever I want to do that day. You know. I think it's an inspirational thing to have. A lot of burner phones. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I think anybody who buys a Costco pack of burner phones has their shit together. It's true. And it's not just because they're most likely drug dealers. Nope. Even, I mean, they're still thinking ahead. You know there's a few drug dealers that are like, here's my like cell phone number to my iPhone. Just text me or whatever. Like, literally. Yeah, right. So how burner phones. Good friends. <laughs> Amazon Prime <laughs> sale of the week. Burner phones. Yeah. Wait, did you buy anything on the Amazon Prime day? Did you hear about that? I did, but I didn't, um, I didn't, no, I didn't buy anything. Did you hear how it was, like, a disaster? No, no, what happened? (laughs) They just, like, it's just, like, the PR was so bad because they had the worst sales. Like, it was just, like, this highly touted event, and you, like, went to Amazon, and it was, like, Duracell batteries, $10.99, nope, $4.99. And it was, like, this is the deal? This is the one-day-only prime-aversary deal? No. Right. Seven avocado slicers for like, you know, barely discounted or something. Or for barely discounted, it's like, um, you know, what'd be a better deal if I could just buy one of these? Yeah, right. Why is everything packaged in either groups of ten for six times the normal price, or like overpriced and just brought down to normal store price? It made no sense. Well, what a failure! Amazon, what a failure. you should be embarrassed. You should. They're gonna Amazon drone this apartment. You should Amazon bomb yourself. <laughs> You know this. You know that the Amazon firing model is that whoever's the CEO that fucks up has to press a button and have an Amazon drone come and circle around on them as their goodbye in the office, <laughs> and they get executed in front of everyone, everyone's silence. Yeah, good. In I silence. think that's a good idea. I should pitch that to Amazon. You should. <laughs> Email subject execution method. Hey oh. Amazon. So I was thinking that a really fun. <laughs> What would the Amazon editor write back? What would their rejection be like? Would it be like soft or would they be like oh hard no? Or would I, it be soft I think no? it would be one of those really generic Amazon like replies. Like from Amazon customer service regarding execution method. Like, hey, Rod, like, thanks for writing in. Um, we're going to take into account all of your comments and try to implement them further. Sincerely, Tom at Amazon. It wouldn't be like, hey, Rod, so we got your idea about the execution method, but it just didn't feel <laughs> full enough. <laughs> we just want something a little bit more thought out. But thanks so um, much for writing in. Or what if the so answer much. was, hey, Rod, we've already implemented this years ago, but thank you so much for being a fan. <laughs> Sincerely, Tom at Amazon. Thanks, but we have the infrastructure set up for acid execution, so. <laughs> yeah, attached to the video footage. It's like silent security <laughs> footage of, like, just something acid drone, like, right. What if Amazon's execution method was just outsourcing it to ISIS? Wait, what if ISIS accessed Amazon? What if that was their game plan? Oh, and ISIS was behind the Amazon Prime sale? Oh, my God. They hate us for our freedom. They hate yeah, us right. for our sales. They're giving us a really shitty sale. <laughs> that would be the most... Whoever's the head of ISIS that came up with that plan in their cave or whatever would literally be on point. That's like, if you want to fuck yeah, right. up the American mentality, give them a bad sale after a week of heavy promotion. Right. Starts at 12 a.m. Better log in. They log in. $6 off a $100 TV. Behead me. I'd right. rather that. Mm-hmm. So, good one, ISIS. You got good one, ISIS. Time. Yeah. <laughs> this is our new weekly, <laughs> our new weekly um, chapter of the show, which is good job, ISIS. Shout out to ISIS. Shout out to ISIS. I wanted to change my... Um, Twitter handle to Isis Vivo. <laughs> Did I tell you Isis that? Isis Vivo? Like, as in their, like, Vivo channel. <laughs> oh just my Vivo. God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what everyone said when I pitched the idea. So I decided not to do it. You should have just done it. I, at Isis Vivo. Mm. It takes a minute to at land. Isis Vivo? Yeah, oh you my me. God. <laughs> have you watched any of those videos? No. I know you have, and I commend you for it because someone has to, but I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. Thank you so much. It's okay. I do it for everyone. Well, 
that's fucked up. And <laughs> y- you've seen someone get their fucking head chopped off. So I don't know. Should I feel bad for you? It's a bit more. Abs- I don't know. The videos are like way more dreamlike and kinetic and really strange. It's not like it's very gr- gruesome, but it's not. You don't see it in the way that you think you see it. Mm, okay. We can talk about yeah. this at another point. Yeah, we'll have a yeah. ISIS spectacular episode. <laughs> the, yeah, the ISIS special. The ISIS special, where I do a dramatic reading of the ISIS video, which is just yes. me going, <laughs> for seven and a half minutes. Uh, good times. Good times. Um, but no, we actually do have uh, another thing to talk about after the uh, Katie Tom blowout in the yeah. uh, bracket Between challenge. Between celebrity divorces and ISIS beheading videos, we have yet another topic that deals with fun entertainment news. Fun. Emphasis on fun. <laughs> emphasis on fun and definitely emphasis on entertainment. Which is the Emmy noms. Oh yeah, the Emmy noms. Oh, right. <laughs> what did you, you what were you gonna say? <laughs> I thought you were going to Bill Cosby right now. <laughs> oh my god, no. Wait, should we just... Re- <laughs> Should we just call this the fun entertainment episode? Yeah. <laughs> and just have it get progressively darker as it goes? Right. right. Um, That's what they're going. Yeah, no, we'll prolong the mention of the devil's name, and we'll right. just talk Emmys for a quick sec, because this is a this was some fun news that I barely care about, but also I'm, like, kind of into. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's very, that was literally me. I, like, read, I was like, oh, nice, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, right. literally, that's what I thought. I'm already, so I'm looking at, like, CNN's, um, like, write-up of the Emmy noms, mm-hmm. and it just has, like, the list, and it, uh, the first category is Outstanding Drama Series, mm-hmm. and, like, the fifth one down is House of Cards, and immediately I'm, like, not interested in this anymore. You lost me. Yeah. What about, I think Orange is the New Black is on that. It is. How is that a drama? I know, it is kind of a comedy. It's or totally dr- a, a comedy. At least a dramedy. At least a dramedy. To me... A dra- I feel like if you're going to be a mix of drama and comedy, the comedy will always win out. Should. Because you Should. can get at something deep and real through comedy, but you can't necessarily get at something funny through drama. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the comedy outweighs because it sort of is still a access point to both those sensations. Like, why would right. you submit it? I think they just did it because it was like a competitive year in comedy. That's what I hate about this shit. It's so mm-hmm. political. It's true. The awards... But the award shows are so dumb. I agree They're with you. so dumb. Did you just get emotional? It sounded like you got choked up. <laughs> no, it was a burp. Hmm. Same, um, same But idea. let's see. So that's my first issue with the outstanding drama category. I mean, maybe the, we should first go through the things we love, because there's some shit that I'm pretty excited about. Okay, well, first of all, Game of Thrones, love it. Okay, yeah. Let's, like, quickly just say whatever you want to say about that. Me likey. Okay. Wow. Game of Thrones. Okay. Homeland... <laughs> I've never seen Downton Abbey over my head, but oh my god! I know you love it. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Wait, you haven't watched Better Call Saul? You're the one who told me to watch it. But I think I saw like the first episode or something, and then I freaked out, and then just wanted to uh, talk shit to you about how you you hated, uh, you like didn't even want to to turn it on. <laughs> it's true. I was so just like, um, no thanks. Like literally, just wrote it off immediately. Boy, was yeah. I wrong. It's so good. Is that also in series? drama? It is. Hmm, I guess that counts. I did guess. You, did you watch the whole season? Yeah, I did. Mm, good. I'm I'm excited to uh, watch it. Wait, you should. It's really great. Mm, good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you <laughs> do you have any do you have any qualms with the outstanding drama series House of Cards? Like, I, I don't even get me started. It's such Wait, a so what are show. all of them after Better Call Saul? It's House of Cards, and then Orange is the New Black. It goes. It goes. So it goes. Better Call Saul, Down and Abbey, Ugh. Game of Thrones, Ugh. Homeland, oh and then it's House of Cards, Mad Men, and then Orange is the New Black. Oh my God. I mean, where do I start? Okay, literally burn House of Cards at the stake. Yeah. Can we wrap it up? Are we joking? Are we joking? It's terrible. It's terrible. And it just, I hate this thing that happens in the Emmys where, like, if you, like, debut strong, you kind of always save your spot in the list. You know what I mean? Like, like strong first season. Yeah, if you have, like, a strong enough first season where you get some awards or there's enough hyper buzz or even, like, like, a... like a crumb of excitement about it, you you got your spot. Like when Weeds got nominated until the bitter end, I was like, um, 
Mm. Or, as we'll get to it, fucking Nurse Jackie, which I've never heard of a single homo sapien oh. on this earth watching. I've That's never. That's the Edie Falco thing, right? Yeah, Edie Falco. I mean, we'll get to it. Oh. Yeah, I want to move Orange and New Black to comedy, execute every single person in <laughs> Game of Thrones and House of Cards. Oh, my God. Um, watch Homeland burn to the ground. I don't even watch it. I don't know why. Um, and honestly, I just want to delete all of that and just highlight Mad Men. Everyone. In, in pink. And Better Call Saul. And Better Call Saul. And Better Call Saul. Okay, everyone says that Homeland hasn't been good for like three seasons. Yeah, and they're on I've season five. It. So I'm like, okay, yeah. so it was good for two years. And <laughs> you didn't watch House of Cards season three, but I, I like slogged through eight <laughs> episodes of it. And it was like, dude, it was awful. Was it I miserable? Even, oh, so bad. I would like regret every minute of it. Yeah, honestly, I'm not even sure I liked season one because I binged all of it in two days while I was on Vicodin after getting my wisdom teeth out. I don't remember a single thing, literally. Maybe it's because you were binging on Vicodin. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, I was binging on Vicodin. I was literally fucked up eating sunny side up eggs on rice, which is really good if you have bath problems. Heads up, good friends, tip of the week. And the show's already really hard to follow. I don't ever know what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the the that's dumb, but then also just like it just is so convoluted, and just like it feels like it's so unfocused. And it's so unfocused. I feel like it just, I feel like it just thinks it's such higher television than it is. Like I just also, can't be like, bothered. Kevin Cost. I don't know. I have a problem Kevin with Kevin Costner. I think Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I, I always confuse the two Kevins. Oh my god, I don't because my mom literally had a picture of Kevin Costner in her purse, all through all right. my life. All right. Ask me if she had a picture of me and my little brother. Did he? No. Did she? Uh, no, she did not. Well. It was literally Kevin Costner, most recently Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, she's got good taste. Yeah, she does have good taste. She but, just um, likes weird, liberal, leading actors. Anyway. I mean, he's I'm, such a, he, 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 it feels like he's always like on stage oh. at, at a theater play, which is cool, but not for the TV. And not Who, for Kevin me. Spacey? Yeah, and yeah. he plays it like that for sure. He's so hammy. And it's so fucked up. He has this scene. There's a scene where he like, uh, he's like the president or whatever, and he like goes to visit his his dad's grave okay. at, at the cemetery in in fucking South Carolina or whatever. Uh-huh. And he like it's like a whole press corps thing, and there's like a bunch of Secret Service, and he's like, please give me some privacy while I pay respects to my fallen father. And he like <laughs> walks out to his grave, and he like throws the flowers on the ground and pisses on his dad's gravestone. <gasps> Like, oh my god, okay, I get it. Wow. You're your dad. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Uh, that a, is so extra. That was the cold open. That's the cold open, and yeah. then it went into the credits? Yeah. Okay. The opening credits. Literally light me on fire. That is the show's constant frequency. Dude, the Just first like episode of the out. first season is like he murders a dog. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't. I was on so much Vicodin. Yeah, you, you probably were down for that, actually. Yeah, I was probably like, this is my kind of show. As like blood drained out of my mouth. <laughs> so disgusting. Yeah, no, that show absolutely sucks. Meanwhile, Mad Men would like get at that same exact idea with no dialogue and nothing happening. Right. Don just be somebody just angrily want, drinking. Yeah, just angrily drinking and like looking at a picture of his father, and you would feel every inch of that complicated relationship without anything else. Meanwhile, right. Kevin Spacey or the writers are like, "What if we just have him piss on a grave?" Like, yeah, ugh. Right. all right. So enough with that. I'm right. Done. So the comedy series it's uh, Louis, followed by Modern Family, God. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Uh, Silicon Valley, which is actually, like, my favorite show. Uh, is this the first year it got nominated? I feel like this is the year everyone's been know. about it. I don't know if it was nominated last year. Um, the show Transparent, which is on Amazon. Mm. I've never... I don't, I've I don't seen know a few episodes. It's great. That. It's really uh, good. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which was awesome. That's a re- That was the biggest surprise. I. That's a great show. It was yeah. kind of quiet, but... It, but like when it when it was when it like got released, but it was hilarious. Yeah, I liked it a lot. That's definitely probably a nomination that is on the back of Tina Fey's name for sure. Uh, and maybe just like an anticipatory, like oh, this is gonna be good. Maybe I, I mean no. I'm really happy about it, but it I just did not like think like the it. Emmys would be about. No, I really like it. I just have no faith. Usually in the Emmys, it just seems like a kind of left oh, turn see. for them oh, in, in some weird way. Okay. And then Veep is the last one, which uh, which has been going on for a while, and 
hasn't really gotten a whole lot of recognition outside of the past like two years. I feel like people are finally trying to catch on Veep. Yeah, I think it's always been just about Julia Louis Dreyfus and how good she is. It's never been really about like whether people like the show. That show is like actually in like constant parallel with House of Cards. Everything that happens on House of Cards happens on Veep because she's president now in the third season the way Frank Underwood is. Except everything uh, on Veep is so good. Veep is the best. Yeah, people love Veep, so good You job. don't watch don't it? Know. It's they, so good. I don't, no. My mom loves it, but I, I, yeah, I need to watch it. You need to get on it. Um, any any qualms with the comedy? Um, aren't, are there, like, aren't there more dramas than there are comedy nominations? Uh, let's see. There's seven and seven. No. Really? Equal. Wow. Yeah. Something about Steven. just that drama list felt heavy. I was just like, ugh, God. It's because there were a lot more awful selections outside of Game of Thrones. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, <laughs> honestly, your show got the most nominations of any television show. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell. I honestly can't tell if it's good or not, but I just kind of geek out because I've read the books. So I love like, that you geek out because I love that. I love a good geek moment. Um... And but I can't, I'm honestly like it's too blind to tell whether or not it's actually a good series, <laughs> good TV series. That was like me with Lost when people were like, "It's absolute trash." I was like, "It is." Like literally, yeah, right. I couldn't tell. That's me. Um, um. So in terms of comedy, I want to literally lock every single cast and crew member of Modern Family in a room and watch it burn. Do they have like sex tapes of all of the Emmy? Voters and they threaten to leak them if they don't give that show every possible vote every year. Yeah, I think they have either. something on those people. I mean, I don't know. It feels like they just totally ripped off uh, the the Office and and Parks and Rec style of like this mockumentary that like never they never premiered. Yeah, what is it. the it's camera? On, what is that camera? Dude, camera? It's just this weird. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't get it. It's why? so why? cheap. Why, 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 it's why the can you just get away thing. with doing that? Right. Right. And it's like, instead of actually making a complicated TV show where you have to, like, subtly show people's emotions and how they feel, they just cut away to, like, interviews where they just right. tell you how they feel. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, so you don't want to come up with any motivation for these people. You don't want to set up a joke that you can't then deliver while staring at the audience, literally. Yeah. So you're just going to put on this shaky cam and be like, mm, it's a documentary or something. I literally yeah, right. cannot. I literally am unable and I honestly feel like every other show like puts on this like big for your consideration like campaign to get Emmy nominations and I honestly think the cast and crew of Martyr Family call the Emmy voters at 3am they're like you know what we have and if we don't hear our names tomorrow everyone else will know too and they hang up the phone right you're probably that's what I think that sounds accurate I'm gonna leak this to Gawker you should. You should the write an entire in, cast, an email. including including the kids of Modern Family, all have the sex tapes of Emmy voters. All the kids are now like twenty five because this show's been on the air for so long. I know, <laughs> literally. I bet like the little Asian girl of that are like is the child of the gay couple is the one that has like the most explicit sex tapes and has like right. the most intense phone calls to the voters. She's doing a bunch of blood stuff. <laughs> Blood I think that's actually Jack. her name, Bloodstaff. Bloodstaff. Um, I hate that show. I don't even know what I want to win. What do you think will win? What should win? Oh. Modern Family probably will win, right? Uh, that or Louis. Has Louis ever won? I don't think I don't it has. Know. I think Louis I always know. wins writing, and it's just like that's the oh, sort right, of that's the award it gets. That's the award it gets. Um, I kind of think Kimmy Schmidt should, even though I don't think it's necessarily like a perfect show. I just think it's, I don't know. I'm into I bet it. Parks, I bet Parks and Rec is going to win because it was the last season. Oh, round. it was the last season. Yeah. Mm, that's a good call. And I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the last season. Yeah, I never watch it like super regularly enough to like follow it. But I do think right. you're right. I think that one is going to be the one that wins. I kind, of, win. I kind of feel like that one and Mad Men should get their like... Last run around. Yeah, like last run around the track or whatever. The real question is if John Hamm's gonna win. If John uh, Hamm doesn't win lead actor. I will put a knife to my own throat and periscope it. This is my good friend's promise. Oh my god. Yep. That's your 
ISIS tryout video. That's my that's my last upload to ISIS Vivo. Right. John Hamm needs to win that Emmy. But you know what? There is precedent for people thinking that this will be the case and it not happening. Steve Carell never got the Emmy for oh, The Office. Yeah, right. And there was always that thing of like, I'm sure he'll get it on his last season as like a, right. as like a her last hurrah. And it just didn't happen. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, John Hamm's work is not showy. I do not think the voters know what to do with it. Because his his like main skill is just being handsome. I mean, he's just like it feels like he just doesn't talk a whole lot. You know, he's just like being acted off of or something. There we are. <laughs> Look, when you win the genetic lottery like that, you deserve it all. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's I my so. thought. Every I time so. I would just stare at John Hamm's face, I'd be like, honestly, like give him the Nobel Nobel Peace Prize. Like I don't know, like just give it all. That face, that jaw. It's a very handsome man. He's a very handsome man. He has to beat out Kyle Chandler from Bloodline. <laughs> oh, my that is. fucking God. Yeah. He's got to beat out Jeff Daniels from the Who newsroom. Who did Kyle Chandler and Jeff Daniels blow to get those nominations? I don't know. I don't How did know. Jeff Just, Daniels get nominated for the, <laughs> for the newsroom? I didn't even realize they did another series of the newsroom. I thought it was just that one season. No, they literally did three and the third. It, like, literally got canceled, but because I think Aaron Sorkin literally also has sex tapes on everyone in Hollywood or some sort of sway, um, he got, like, a third season to wrap it up. Okay. I like it. And then the other nom- noms are Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. Love that. Liev Schreiber from Ray Donovan. And your boy, Kay Spay from House of Cards. Oh, my God. Talk about someone I'd like to see periscope his own execution. Case Bay, love you, but what is up with your journey? You know that he's gay and won't come out of the closet. No shade, everyone takes their time, but, like, what is up? Um, I heard heard that that was, like, all some ploy to, like, fuck with the media. Really? I've heard he, like, low-key is, like, very predatory to, like, young actors, meaning boys, which, like, really trips me out. I don't know where I read that. could be rumors. It could be, but, yeah, what's, what's the... Why would he stay closeted, you know? I really don't know, especially when, like, Frank Underwood is, like, bisexual. And, like, there's just, there's not, I don't look at Kevin Spacey as, like, the pinnacle of masculinity. Not that, like, I look at masculinity as this really definitive, like, thing that you either have or don't have. But it's not like I would, it would be a real disruption of the Kevin Spacey image for him to, like, come out of the closet. I don't know. I mean, I know, like, I don't think cares? it would freak anybody out. Yeah, it really yeah. wouldn't freak anyone out. But all I know is he just does not need to win an Emmy. Kyle Chandler, literally, I don't know what is up with that. I think they just <laughs> love him from Friday Night Lights, but okay. It has to go to Jay Hay, John Hamm. Jay Hay. So Jay Hay. <laughs> Although John. Bob Odenkirk's nomination, I'm loving that moment. He could steal it. He could. That would be really fun. He probably won't, but... I, I could see I could see this being something that plays out over the course of a couple seasons and he gets like a big scene in like the third season of that show and then wins right. in one year. That'd be great because he's, uh, you know, a comedian first and foremost. Yes, yes, totally. It's kind of like the fox catcher Steve Carell moment except actually good. I mean, Bob Odenkirk is also like a legend. Like people, pro- there's going to be a whole generation that know him through Breaking Bad but like for comedy geeks he's like the dude who did Mr. Show with yeah, David Mr. Cross. Show, Bob like, and David. Yeah, I mean, like he was a writer yeah. on SNL. On yeah, SNL, I mean, um, right. for the Ben Stiller show. I mean, like I he think for the Simpsons is, too. Was he really? I mean, um, I'm not surprised. Maybe. He's in that class of like absurd, brilliant comedic writers that like He's are always kind of under the radar. Right, and you're like, oh my god, Bob Odenkirk was like a part of that too. Yeah, totally. You know? So, so he deserves this late in life success. I love him. He's we're so moving good. on from uh, on to. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series. Okay. Who the hell is this? Claire Danes in Homeland. <laughs> just a laugh. That's just, all you get. Yeah, I mean I mean she's probably great in that show because it's literally just her playing someone crazy and everyone loves that, but like I'm over it. Viola Davis and How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. This is actually a pretty interesting category because I know the other one's coming. Taraji P. Henson from Empire. There we are. I haven't seen it, but I heard good things. She's great in it. Oh, yeah? I mean, it's almost like it should, she should... It, that's, like, a tricky one, because it almost feels like she should be nominated for comedy, because she's, like, just at this other frequency of oh, performance. Yeah. But then you can't do that and discredit the show's You can't tone. call it a comedy. Yeah, right. It'd be so rude. But that is, like, what it is. It's so weird. That show being called a drama is, like, tough. Because <laughs> mm. it's a soap opera, so you just, right. I don't know. Anyway. 
Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. Oh my god, that is the one that the internet like splooged about. I do not watch Orphan Black. I only know it because it literally like has. Isn't it that BBC miniseries? I don't think it's a BBC miniseries. I think, or is it on BBC? Black. I don't know. No, it's on Sci Fi. It's a Sci Fi Channel like uh, TV show, and it's always on the subways. I always see ads, and the taglines are always like. There's ten or one. It's always like weird number puns. I'm like, what is this show? Uh, about? Oh, what up? It's a Canadian science fiction television series. Oh my god! Shout out to those denim freaks. What? What? Thanks, Canada. Thank you. But yeah, this everybody the, freaked about that. This is the synopsis. Sarah's a streetwise woman with a troubled past. Is an English orphan who bounced around from hot foster home to foster home before being taken in by Mrs. S, who uprooted her and her foster brother Felix to North America. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to go through it because it's really long. But <laughs> oh my God, what if it just spoils everything? After <laughs> she was murdered in season four. Like, it just right. keeps so, yes. But with the internet was going crazy. That's good. Internet was going crazy. And that's a, that's a pretty fun one because, like, genre shows never get love. It's just, like, that is just not in the wheelhouse of what these Emmy voters, or even Oscar voters, to be honest, like, think about or, like... Oh, because it's a sci-fi... It's a sci-fi show. She plays, like, a clone or something. She plays, like, ten different people, I think, in the show. Like, multiple different characters. But, like, all, like, clones of herself. So I think she's putting in, like, a lot of work. Which is, like, probably totally worthy of of a nomination. So, but it's just... It's not surprising that the Emmys took this long to notice it. Yeah. Um, okay, so, good job, Tatiana. Good job, Tots. (laughs) We... (laughs) Next one up is, uh, the... John J. Hay Counterpoint Oh Who? Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss Ooh for lead actress? Interesting Yes Love that Um But you're not What? You're you're not like in love with it or what? No Oh my god No I'm beyond I'm infatuated (laughs) Oh you're infatuated I think she should win Wait We're not even through Oh my god What is the last? The last the last one is Robin Wright from House of Cards. Oh my God. <laughs> Can we just give the Emmy to the person who gave her that haircut? That's all people like about her in that show, and you know it's true. Yeah, she's kind of terrible. She's terrible. Like she's her. so bland on that show. Yeah. I mean, it's just a bad show. It's just a what bad show. <laughs> Every single time we come back to something else House of Cards related, my blood pressure rises. I keep thinking we're out of the woodwork. No. I just think that she's probably the most overrated performance right now of any of these shows. I agree. It's all because of her haircut. The haircut. It's like the the opposite of Felicity where like her entire career died because of a haircut. Robin Wright's is born out of a haircut. Well, not born, but maintained. Maintained, sustained. Sustained. Life has been breathed back into it. Let's say that. Right. So pretty shitty. uh, Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I it's, all, it's the only it's the only category with some color for starters. That's true. Well, wait, just wait. Why? Because the first recipient, the first nom in the outstanding lead actor in a comedy series is Anthony Anderson for Blackish. Oh my God! Okay. <laughs> but I've heard that's a good show, but I just haven't watched it. I've heard not one good thing about him, but I've heard a ton of good stuff about Tracy Ellis Ross on that show. Right, the woman, the uh, woman on right. the show. Right, uh, Diana Ross's Le- daughter. The leading lady. Oh, right. And the star of UPN's Girlfriends. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Okay. Which I used to watch after The Parkers, starring Oscar winner Monique. Um, disgusting. <laughs> uh, okay, so wait. We gotta get through these quickly. Alright, go through the Okay. Uh outstanding actor in a lead fucking in a comedy series. <laughs> oh my god, if they asked you to like close out the show because they ran over and announced his award. A bunch of bleeps. <laughs> Alright, the boop 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 boo is yeah. Don Cheadle for fucking yeah, boop. Right. Oh fuck boop. <laughs> Mental breakdown. Oh wait, but Don Cheadle is on here, House of Lies. Oh ri- oh my god, House of Lies, House of Cards. Right. Okay, well good. So there's Two black women and two black actors. Check. Right. Good, good work. Check, check, and check. <laughs> check, check, and check. Okay. Um, Louis C.K. and Louis. Mm-hmm. Will Forte, Last Night Oh, our boy. Is that Thank not God. the crowning, one of the crowning champs of the night for me? I really hope he wins. I re- he won't, and I want him to so bad. Yeah, that's dumb. Matt LeBlanc in episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> William H. Macy in Shameless. I didn't realize that was still in the oh air. Oh, my God, me neither. And then Jeffrey Tambor in Transparent. Oh, he's going to win. Guaranteed. Yeah? Yeah, he's definitely going to win. I mean, it's the year. This is the year to award a show and a performance like that. 
Okay, you really like Transparent, huh? It's really good. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really, really good. But I also just think it's like, there's no way that the Emmys don't think politically also in the sense of like, not wanting too much backlash. You're going to give it, because you know what it's about? Jeffrey Tambor plays a trans, of a father transitioning into becoming Wait. a woman. Oh, I was going to guess transitioning from the living room to the family room. <laughs> The entire season takes place over the course of 40 minutes, um, right. and it's about him just packing up all of his stuff, and the season finale is he forgot a cup in the living room and has to go back, <laughs> and it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's so good. He's really uh, good. No. Okay, good. Well, I'll have to check it out. And to the young. Um, and then we're not going to, we're going to go outstanding lead actress in a comedy series, but that's it, because the supporting actor and actress don't care. Yeah, who time. even is it? Do they do it for comedy, or do they only do it for drama? Uh, no, they do it for comedy, too. All right, let's just get through. <laughs> yeah, this is too much. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and then we got to do outstanding supporting actor. Oh, Jesus God, girls Christ! Made what if the oh, only Jesus. what if the only section we covered was outstanding supporting actor in a miniseries? <laughs> right. Oh wait, is that his category? Yeah, there's like miniseries or short form oh. program. It's so crazy. Whoa, American Horror Stories on a miniseries? I know. Category? Is that crazy? You know what else huh. was True Detective? That was considered a miniseries. Oh yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah. Boy, does anyway, it. Okay. We, we gotta, we'll wait till next week for a true detective talk. For some talk, true detalk. TD, season T. Anyway, um, last one. Outstanding sub... Oh, shit. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. Uh, Edie Falco and your Jackie. God, like, what on earth? What on earth? Just, just get it out. What is what this? What is this? Say? Season 17? Like, when does this show end? Like, I don't when, know. when is it on? Where is it? I don't even know what we're talking about. I think it's on Showtime. Is it? Okay, I think Nurse Jackie and Shameless are shows that don't exist, and they put all their money in bus stop ads. Literally. True. I always see You're Shameless right. ads. I'm like, when does this premiere? I don't know, but it's on a bus. Yeah, it's on a bus. <laughs> Wait, what if after Amazon, Netflix, Hulu original programming was just bus ad programming? Like the first original yeah, right. series on a bus. Right. It's like when, uh, right, yeah, that's hilarious. Very just funny. Just on those shitty bus TVs. Okay, anyway, <laughs> Lisa Kudrow in the comeback. <gasps> I mean, I started girl. crying on the playground while I was babysitting when I got to that part of the list. When you got that push note. When I got that push note, going, mm-mm. I was literally babysitting, and I was just, like, tearing up about it. Did, was that a good... Did you did you like season three? I, season two. I mean, oh, it was oh, season two. Okay. perfect. It's so good. She should win. Good. I don't think she will, but she literally should win. It's so good. And then to round out the uh, section, we have Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Veep. Mm, queen. She'll win. Amy Amy Polher in Parks and Rec. Ooh, maybe she'll Amy Schumer in Inside Amy Schumer. Yeah, what about that one? And then Lily Tomlin in Grace and Frankie. I mean, okay, I, I guess. Like, I have no idea what, what to do with that. Although Jane Fonda but, didn't get a nomination. Is she, like, like freaking Jane out? Fonda. Oh, is she in that show, She's, too? like, the Frankie or the Grace of that show. Uh, I see. Yeah. But Amy Schumer, you're you're surprised or I don't know. I mean It's a pretty popular show. It's a pretty popular show, but that also seems like a kind of buzz nomination. That's kind of like what's the name she, that everyone's oh, talking right. about right now? She got the she got the show or the movie coming she out. She has the movie coming out. The show was a hit on pretty much YouTube. I mean I think it has like a lot of probably viewers on TV too, but I think its popularity is sustained through like People sharing like the clips or like the skits right. or whatever. No, so right. I think that's like a pretty like alternative nomination because I don't think it's like, I don't know. Does that happen often? Does like when people on SNL get nominated, I don't think it's in the comedy category, right? It's like in variety show or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, hmm. But it's not really a variety show, it's like a sketch show. Right. Because variety, I think they get away with variety because they have like music and shit on there. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think, I just wish that the Emmys would just sort of, like, be a little braver. Like, maybe just make Inside Amy Schumer a nomination for, like, one of the best comedies. Because it's just, like, a full product. You, then you'd be awarding yeah, her right. acting and her writing and, like, her vision. And, like, I don't know. And it, it just seems like it's a, I'm more happy about it than I'm not. But I'm definitely kind of like, oh, like, please. Like, what do you have right. to do? Well, should we give the Emmy voters the Devil Tongue of the Week, or do we have that reserved for someone else? I mean, I would say that who will be getting the Devil Tongue of the Week has done something that's just as offensive. 
if not a little God. less than everything oh that the Emmys God. did with House of Card nominations. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but Devil Tongue's got to go to ya boy, B.C. B.C. Bill Cosby. I mean, I'm just beside myself <laughs> with the Bill because, Cosby story. <laughs> because he likes to, wait, he because he admits to calculated pursuit of young women? Calculated pursuit of young women. That's a really fun way to put it. Yeah. I mean, Calculated. we've known about this for a while, right? So and pharmaceutical fucking pursuit of young women. Yeah, this is a this is really about big pharma. But let's talk right. about the real enemy, the Quaalude industrial Thanks, complex. Quaaludes. <laughs> Thanks, Quaycom, the did Quaalude the, production company or whatever. Did you read the New York Times article that that uh, yes. exposed this uh, deposition? Yes, I did. Let's see. It he says hurt. I have a I have a I have a highlight section right here. Ooh, they do that? What they just like literally highlight special lines? From the New York Times. No, this is in a different article. Okay, give it. Uh, he talked of the nineteen year old aspiring model who sent him her poem and ended up on a sofa where Mr. Cosby said he she pleasured him with lotion. Mm. Okay, so it sounds like she did stuff to his peen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it says he spoke with casual disregard about ending a relationship with another model so he could pursue other women. Moving on was his phrase. He suggested he was skilled in picking up the nonverbal cues that signal a woman's consent. That's not a thing. <laughs> that is not a thing. Like shaking her head and saying no. <laughs> yeah, he knew how to ID when a woman really wanted it. For instance, pepper spray, a common mating call, was always pulled out when he approached a young girl. And then he says, I think I'm a pretty decent reader of people and their emotions in these romantic sexual things, whatever you call them. <laughs> yeah, romantic sexual things. That is what <laughs> the people call it. That's great. That's a great It's a great line. Quote. It's such a yeah. good pull quote because it just shows the absolute lunacy <laughs> and idiocy of this human. I like the uh, suggested that he's good at picking up nonverbal cues. That is blowing my mind. It is blowing my mind. When I got to that line, I was like, if this wasn't so horrific, I would spit out my water laughing, but I also kind of did giggle. I mean, it's just, like, so crazy. It's crazy because he's such an asshole. He's such an asshole, and, like, he's always seemed, like, he seemed progressively more senile in the last five years. So he seemed really out of touch recently, and this is the darkest moment to me. He always does, he always had kind of seemed like a... like a little grumpy and just like angry about stuff. Oh, totally. Like just, just like mad about something. Yeah, I agree. I've always found him to be a bit problematic or, or very sort of like reductive in his aspirations for like black culture. He has a very insular oh, right. view of what he wants uh, the black youth to like be or do. Right. And, I'm, right. and it's and hilarious that. that this has happened now because it's like, oh, wow, this like moralist <laughs> has actually turned out to be. Such a fuck. A monster. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it's hilarious. And that is actually the thing that did him in. This is the most interesting thing about the um, whole deposition, which the New York Times article did not mention. But the way that this deposition was unlocked was that the prosecution successfully argued to the judge that because Cosby had spent so many years speaking on behalf of, like, the black community and, like, speaking for the youth and what he wanted from the youth and kind of just being very um, um, very public about his, you know, dreams and hopes for this upcoming right. generation of black youth, he is actually designated as a public moralist. And a public mm-hmm. moralist does not have the same rights to privacy as, like, a member of the entertainment oh, it's industry. interesting. It's super interesting. And it, you know, sets a pretty controversial precedent for, like, what this yeah, would mean. Seriously. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, yeah, how do you identify a public moralist? Well, like, would Angelina Jolie maybe be a public moralist now? You know what I mean? It's just, like, it sets, like, a weird... <laughs> we could depose Angelina Jolie. I mean, I think we could depose her. I think we could well, finally figure out why she ordered a buffalo chicken sandwich at Subway earlier this week. I need to know. You know that? Yeah. Did you not read that on the internet? Her and Brad went to Subway and they walked out with buffalo chicken sandwiches. Hey, you know, can't eat organic all the time. True, but nobody gets the buffalo chicken at Subway. I always get sweet onion chicken teriyaki. You do? I like that sandwich a lot. Maybe I need to try it. Is it good? I either get that or the Italian BMT. Hmm. Whoa, my mind is being blown. I can't believe we haven't had. Get... I can't believe we haven't had Subway together. 
It's because I get Subway like once every six years. Yeah, I get it once every like six days. You know I love it. I know. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's really, it's really weird. fucked up. What if all the women that got mastectomies the second Angelina Jolie did also started like gaining 20 billion pounds off of buffalo chicken sandwiches <laughs> and Subway? The same, there's one woman that keeps doing it. Walks in with like literally bleeding breastplate because she cut off her boobs herself and is scarfing a buffalo chicken sandwich and she bleeds out. Like, Denise, get in the minivan. We're going to the hospital. I need the sandwich. Jesus. But we digress. So Bill Cosby. Um, but isn't that interesting? It's definitely problematic in a way, but it's a successful argument. And it's, and it's I yeah, love right. that that did him in in some way. Me too, yeah. I mean, a rapist behind bars is not a bad thing. Will he be behind bars, though? That is like, what do we do with this? Where do we go from here? I mean, at least... At least he's been, like, identified as a rapist. 100%. Everyone, everyone knows he's a rapist. Everyone, I mean, so, like, even when it was first rediscussed, because this has been a rumor for years. But it, It's been a rumor. Yeah. And then Hannibal Burris kind of, like, We started it, it. Just yeah. some shaky cell phone video of Hannibal right. Burris not even telling a joke, but a passing comment during a stand-up routine. It's, right. like, <laughs> insane the degree to which... This has blown up from that moment. Yeah, all he did was say, Google Bill Cosby and rape. That's it. That is it. It's incredible. I mean, it's really incredible. And really just like, oh my God, it just shows you like the speed at which information can travel and your past discretions can come back to bite you in the ass now. It's sort of like a testament to what makes the internet horrifying, but also like what makes it really powerful. I know, yeah. it wasn't like, there, there wasn't like some big investigative piece or anything like that. No, none. There was no journalism behind this. It was literally just, people started talking about it again. It's the same thing as the Woody Allen yeah. moment. Nothing new came out. It was just, people were reminded of this truth right. at a time when you can't ignore things as easily. True. It's crazy. And his entire, his attempt at a, Second wave or third third wave, I guess, was like immediately destroyed. He had like a stand up special coming on Netflix. He had a news yes. show and the deals with NBC, and like all of that just like disappeared. So I mean, Bye-bye. it's crazy. It is crazy, but uh, fuck you, Bill Cosby. Fuck and, you, Bill uh, Cosby. And there's this other thing though happening where like there's all of these like black celebrities that didn't want to believe it, and for a while were like supporting him and like denying the allegations, and like after yeah. this deposition came out, have now retracted that, and a lot of people are being like really cruel to those people like Jill Scott and Whoopi Goldberg all of these like really important voices for like not supporting victims of rape just from the jump which like obviously is very loaded and really tough I think you know what I mean like I mean I obviously am somebody who believes that like we should we should statistically speaking there are let there aren't false rape there aren't as many false rape allegations as there are, are rapes so like I trust right. women who say that they were sexually assaulted before I doubt them. But I also think that Bill Cosby, regardless of this moment, was up until now, and still, historically speaking, like a really, probably the most important living black, old black artist of our time. You know, like, just... It's tough to just... It's hard. Like, you can't... It's tough to get on fucking Whoopi Goldberg's case for, like, sticking up for... Right. It's really tough. Like, oh, she... Yeah, exactly. It's like... Why why, why are you getting mad at her? Is she really going to be the vessel for us to discuss the problems of how we perceive rape culture? Like, I don't think that that's the person I'm going to go after first. So all of those conversations are kind of exhausting and seem really short-sighted and without context to to me. So Devil Tongue also knows those people. Yeah, Devil Tongue to you. Like, chill out. Chill out. Like, let's focus back on Bill. Like, Whoopi and Jill Scott, like, like they're processing their shit out loud. This is really tough. Right. I don't right. know. That's crazy. But it is crazy. And he's fucked up, and I hate him. So, double tongue. Uh, he's always had a wonky eye anyway. He looks like a freak. <laughs> wonky eye. He has. He's always looking in one direction and talking in the other. I'm like, you've looked crazy for years. I'm not that surprised. Jesus. Okay, wait. Do you have, do you have a good friend? Um, I think we all we both had one good friend, right? I can't remember what mine was. <laughs> wait, no, we had one really good good friend. Oh my god, what is our problem? <sighs> Looks like this is just a really dark episode, then. <laughs> right. Just grim and grim. Is there some way I can make Game of Thrones my good friend? Yeah, let's wrap it up. No, I don't think that's gonna happen. No. <laughs> I'll tell you who deserves good friend. Um, how about my spirit for not breaking after the abuse I got on Tumblr for my Inside Out 2 pitch? Okay, yeah. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, my heart is literally in half. I pitched a really 
you know, albeit grim, but brilliant idea for a sequel to Inside Out, the Pixar film. Did you, did you share it on the Good Friends Tumblr? I reblogged it on the Good Friends Tumblr. I thought I put it on the Good Friends Tumblr, but it was on my personal one. So I reblogged it on Good Friends, and luckily I, lucky I did, because if, it would have undone all the goodwill we got from that Beyonce DuckTales video. My idea for oh, okay, the sequel, okay. do you know the plot of Inside Out? Do you know the storyline? Yes. I think yes, I've even told yes. you the plot, but for our listeners, Inside Out is about a girl going into adolescence and like the various feelings and emotions that she has in her brain and it uses these five characters as proxies for her emotions and it's like fear joy disgust sadness and anger so those are the emotions so my idea for a sequel is it takes place when this girl riley is like in her 90s and dying of alzheimer's and the memory banks that feature prominently in Inside Out um, begin... I'm just reading some of these comments now. These are great. (laughs) They're so mean. The memory banks begin to shut down. So the five emotions, because they consider Riley's brain headquarters. For them, it's like a job. Like, it's like work Mm. that they're doing. Right, right, right. So for the memory banks to shut down, meaning like when your brain starts shutting down because you have Alzheimer's, um, it would be like your job being terminated. So these emotions packing up to leave would be proxies for Riley's death. And so, like, fear would go first because Riley wouldn't be scared at a certain... Or would go last because she wouldn't be scared at a certain point. Anger would leave because she'd be, like, maybe angry about, like, the state of being. And then, like, joy would maybe be with her, like, towards the Mm. end for, like, an emotional ending. I feel like this is a really tight (laughs) movie plot. Meanwhile... Let me tell you what Lady Cumberbatch 2789 thinks. (laughs) She says, Great idea, but seriously... Just kill me. Oh, my fucking God. Wait, we got another one. Okay. Uh, Teen Voice reblogged this and said, this is the most depressing thing I've ever heard, and you're talking about a plot for a fucking kids movie. I mean, grow a pair. (laughs) Sammy, my 8D257 said, why must you hurt me like this? Oh, my fucking God. Oh my god. Wait, what was that Bill Cosby headline? Because low key my life right now. Clint Asha Barton said, Calm down, Satan. <laughs> like, are you joking? Are you joking? Satan. Uh, so. It's so mean. Those are the highlights. My favorite is, Why must you hurt me like this? Like, so brutal. That's so great. I think it's a good um, plot. Do you not think that's a great plot? I think it's a really good idea. I do, but people are just so, they're just, I don't know, they're not willing to. They're not willing. Well, no, but people aren't willing to, like, just sit down and, like, watch, like, a super sad movie. You know? <laughs> sad cartoon. I mean, to be honest, is Bambi not sad? Bambi's fucking depressing. Yeah, that's, that shit is, like, a brutal nature doc to me. Well. For you, it's like a, a love story. Yeah, for me, it's a you snuff it. film. But I mean, I right. think for everyone else, it's brutal. I don't know. I also just think Pixar has enough goodwill or kind of has proven to be emotionally literate enough to handle a a movie yeah, about movie death. Like a movie about death, right. specifically. You know? You know. I do know. But these people don't. These people they're don't. they good friends. Benedict Cumberbatch, 82, my D or whatever. You need to, you need to lighten up. Get it together. <laughs> he just wants you to kill him. Yeah, the one that was like, please idea. kill me. <laughs> this is a great right. idea, but kill me. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Critics are calling it. This movie's great. Kill me. A.O. Scott. Seriously, kill friends. me. <laughs> right. Anyway, so know. they're not the good friends. Who are the good friends? The people who like this idea. No, the good friends is my will for not breaking. <laughs> right. So good job. Thank you so much, you, says my will. You're the good friend of the week. Yeah. Good job, willpower. Good job, my Will LeBranch. Oh, my God. And, okay, shout out to Will LeBranch. <laughs> a good friend of the Good Friend Podcast. Like, never wants to connect to this link. Yeah, Should we know, tag yeah, him in know. this? <laughs> like, this week, the Good Friends Maybe. talk about Bill Cosby yeah. and Will LeBranch. <laughs> just put his name in just, Bill Cosby. Just he's tag like, Bill Cosby's Facebook and Will LeBranch's Facebook. He, he's, like, getting fired immediately. Immediately. And he has to listen Whatever to an hour of this to get to hear this he, right now. He probably doesn't even know we do this. Yeah, I don't think he... I don't even know if we're friends on Facebook. I hope we are. I hope anyway. to God we are. Anyway. Shout out Will LeBranch. Shout out uh, Emmy Noms. Hell yeah. Shout out what to um, Robin Wright's hairstylist for successfully giving her a career again 
Shouts to Zenu for winning the bracket. Yeah, honestly, shouts to that billion-dollar contract for proving convincing enough for our voters. Um, I think that's it. And I think that's it. Yeah, I love that. We always can fit in a shout to Zenu. Yeah. Love that. Gotta do it. Our boy, our boy Zenu. Billionaire contract. Billion, billionaire Boys Club is actually all of Zenu's friends. Yep. Uh, but yeah, until, uh, I guess until later, Janet, you're not going to do the work, but... <laughs> But get to it. Yeah, get to it, Janet, you piece of shit. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. La, 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 Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and...